What up, this your boy Kenneth Stones, aka Kofi Weesons, one half of the Dirty Hills podcast, and you are watching the 11:30 podcast. Not 7:30, but he is 7:30. But you watching my guy Drake from the 11:30 podcast, man. Make sure y'all hit that like, share, subscribe button. And this is Dirty Hills approved. I'm from the city, DC. That's where I'm from. 11:30 podcast. Dre, your wheels is the new one. Let's get it, yeah. Who with me? Let's get it, yeah. No with me, yeah. I'm from the city, DC. That's where I'm from. Let's get it. Eleven thirty podcast. Dre on wheels. He is the one. He the one, nigga. Let's get it, baby. He the one with me. Yo, what it do, everybody? It's your man Dre, aka Dre on wheels. This is episode sixty-two of the eleven thirty podcast. Talk pro wrestling. What's good, everybody doing out there? Appreciate you guys joining me back here on this Friday. Uh, good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world. Appreciate you guys joining me back here for some talk pro wrestling. Um, if you're listening to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio this morning or on this Friday, um, thank you guys for coming back to the podcast. Or if you're on YouTube, um, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the 1130 Podcast YouTube channel if you're new to the channel and also like it, leave a comment and also don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. But you guys, man, I'm back here on some talk pro wrestling, man. Like I said, it's Friday, man, to talk my crap, man. I got an awesome guest, you guys. Awesome guest with me lined up this Friday on the podcast. My guy Sam, you guys, he's a former pro wrestler. He's here to chat some pro wrestling here with me this Friday. Um, but before we get into that, shout out my guest who was on last week, Eli Gutty. Thank you for being on the show, my guy. But you guys, like I said, let's get into the show, man. We ain't gonna waste no more time. My man Sam, how's it going, bro? Oh, man. It's good to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me, dude. So you told me Eddie Torres was on Yes, yes, Eddie Torres was on here. Um, I think it was late last year, a little bit late last year, around October, November, and it was uh, really cool to have him on. Um, I was reaching out, of course, to a lot of independent, um, to a lot of independent pro wrestlers, you know, who've been working the independent scene and stuff. And this was really heavily um, in the midst of the pandemic and stuff. So, let yeah. let me tell you something, bro. If you want someone to talk to, someone who's got a million stories, and he's my former uh, tag partner. We won the NWA Florida Tag Titles, and now like this far in his game he is just killing it his name's david mercury and like his gimmick right now he's just killing it you gotta talk to that guy okay that's cool that's cool i, I would definitely you guys man you guys go back and listen to the episode with editors man or you know follow him on all social media how did you guys meet oh so like i said my tag partner was david mercury <laughs> and david mercury and eddie torres they go way back i'm talking about way back to the backyard if you know what i'm talking about i mean they've got old videos of those two i don't know smashing tables and acting foolish and all that so when i got into wrestling i trained under steve kern you know you know steve kern um the name sounds real familiar oh as a wrestling fan you gotta know kern uh but a gimmick he did in wwe like he did uh skinner maybe you know skinner i think I, yeah yes yeah but he was more in the indie scene. So David Mercury and I, we trained with Steve Kern. And then afterwards we were just, we were hitting up that Florida scene. And the thing is, I don't know how much you know about backstage stuff, but there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of egos. And so to run into someone like Eddie Torres, uh, also his tag partner, Damian Angel, 
and David Mercury. Like those are three good dudes. Those are dudes that I would ride with till the end. Hey, that's cool. That's that's really cool, man. Eddie Torres always talk about, you know, uh, on the indie scene and wrestling some great guys, man. But I'm saying, man, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast this week. For all my listeners and viewers who are not familiar with you, you might tell them something cool about you, tell them something about you. Yeah. So, okay. So I got to be honest, dude. I got to be a little careful because I am currently a school owner, a camp owner. Uh, uh, I have my own podcast. Check out the Nostalgia Cafe. If you're over 35, you will love that show, the Nostalgia Cafe. Um, but uh, before when I was a wrestler, man, uh, I was crazy, dude. I was kind of like, um, what's the guy's name? Who's the bro right now? Uh, uh Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle. Like when I watch <laughs> Matt Riddle now, I'm like, dang, we could have been tagging. <laughs> that was me back in the day. So I don't know, like a lot of times I, I like to separate my wrestling from my current career. But back in the day, yeah, so I trained with Steve Kern. I was all over Florida. Um, I, I did some other traveling too, but uh, NWA Florida uh, was was probably uh, one of the top places. Really, if it has three letters and they did pro wrestling, I was there in Florida. Um, I miss it, man. It was the, the only thing I don't miss is all the head injuries. In fact, I'm doing a, an interview on Sunday about all the concussions I got. Hey, man, that's, 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 that's amazing, though. Um, how did you get into wrestling? What made you uh, fall into wrestling? Oh, man. It was from the very first match I saw, dude. I was, so I'm watching, uh, I think it wasn't even Raw at the time. It was WWF Primetime. I think that's what it was called. And uh, two dudes, you may have heard of them, were on. The Bushwhackers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, I already loved Ninja Turtles. I already loved, you know, anything to do with fighting, you know. So I'm watching these two guys. They're rocking their arms up and acting goofy as hell. And, like, I didn't realize the guys they were wrestling were jobbers. I didn't know anything. Yeah. But I remember that they were bigger. They were bigger than the Bushwhackers. And I was picked on like anyone else, you know. I, I, I was, you know, I was smaller at the time. And so when the Bushwhackers hit that battering ram and then got the one, two, three, I, I, I shit you not, I was running around my house. Oh my God, they did this. And it wasn't like, but 10 seconds later that my, my, my mom told me the truth about wrestling. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't even get like five minutes of, of thinking it was real, but um, man, it was, it was at that moment. Like I get pretty obsessive about stuff and I was about six years old. And it was, you know, until I was 18, till I went to college and did pro wrestling school. I mean, I was completely obsessed. I mean, I'm talking if I missed wrestling, I had to read the results, you know, or call my friend, man, what happened on SmackDown? Uh, who's winning in the ratings? You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it was really that first match. Like, I mean, I, I could tell you every, all of my favorite wrestlers, what made me love it more. But I was obsessed since that first match, dude. I was I was meant to do it. And honestly, I might not do it anymore, but I'm still passionate about it. And and what I learned, all the things I gained from my career as a pro wrestler, I mean, I'm still using them in my life right now, whether it be teaching the kids in the classroom, doing a show for my campers, or or just talking on my podcast, the Nostalgia Cafe. We uh, you know, I use it for all those things, man. Hey, man, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. I remember when I got into wrestling, man. I don't remember the first match, but I know The Rock 
was my favorite superstar of all time and just everything he did and just ooze charisma through the TV screen. And I was just, I was just on it, man. I just had to been uh, watching Monday Night Raw. If I missed SmackDown, I knew I had to tape it. You know, it was just big wrestling fan, man. Really big wrestling fan. Um, you just mentioned your podcast, man, the Nostalgia Cafe. Uh, tell me about your podcast. Oh man, we are having so, dude. We are so I've been podcasting before, little local shows, you know. <clears throat> but this show, like I'm 38, my partner's 48, and we just dive into all things that were cool retro, and we're just getting like these guests. Like I can't believe these people, like from my childhood, are talking to us. We talk about like you know movie stars from back then or musicians. And uh, each episode's its own theme. We got like little gimmicks going on in each episode. And man, the, just the chemistry I have with those two hosts. If you ever want, man, uh, check out Nostalgia Cafe. We did a, a WrestleMania, the history of WrestleMania. So you might be interested in that episode. But like, that's not it. We talked about the mall. We talked about uh, back in the day, back before everyone was bubble wrapped, the toys mm -hmm. we used to play with that could have killed us, you know? <laughs> just, you know, it's like, it's like reliving my childhood doing that podcast. And, 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 uh, hell yeah, it's a good time. Hey, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, just about everybody, you know, got a podcast. But, um, you know, when you, when you, when you have that, uh, enthusiasm, I mean, you have a, a co host also, someone to, you know, chat with, to, you know, bring it all together, man. That's, that's what it's all about, you know, that's what it's all about. So I would definitely, hey. you know, check out it, man. The Nostalgia Cafe, man. I would definitely do that. Thanks, dude. And and you mentioned um, the first person you noticed and, and that you really clung on to was The Rock, right? Yeah. See, that's one of the main things I learned in, in, during my time in wrestling. Uh, Steve Kern used to tell me this, and, and I just would watch. And I would critique. I would think to myself, okay, here's this dude over in Japan who's bleeding like crazy and the, you know, or well, that's a bad example. I should talk about like a cruiserweight or something like that. This dude's just doing something crazy and the people, you know, they're cheering, they're going, holy shit, you know, but are they like as into it as mm -hmm. the rock when he just raises his eyebrow up? Mm -hmm. And I would constantly question like, what is it about someone like that? Why is it like the stone stone cold could walk to the ring and people will go ape shit. But then you get someone doing a triple backflip landing on their head. And people go crazy, but then they forget you 10 seconds later. So, I, you know, it's just you learn how to, to find that charisma, how to read an audience. And like I was saying before, whether it become, it's from podcasting, uh, teaching, you know, you just learn how to, how, to, how to grasp people's attention, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, work to, to, to get into their heart, you know. Yeah. You learn that if you really pay attention through wrestling, whether you do it or not, you can really learn that. Yeah, you're right about that because, man, like I said, he just oozed charisma through the screen. And now today's wrestlers, you know, you don't have that many um, that come across the screen that, you know, would keep you really intrigued like a Stone Cold or The Rock, you know, as they say. It would never be some, you know, those guys again. But um you're mm. a former pro wrestler. Uh, what do you think is, you know, missing from, you know, sort of wrestlers today that connect with the fans, that keep them engaged, rather than, God, you know, watching man. guys, you know, do flips off the top rope? Yeah, that's, I'm so glad you asked me that. So I actually, after I stopped wrestling, I became kind of bitter about it. You know, it's like I didn't go as far as I wanted to in it. Uh, I felt like I could have done better. I didn't play the politics right, you know? I, that's probably my biggest thing. Um, 
but I got back into it because my kids, you know, I want my kids yeah. to enjoy wrestling like I did. So as of the last two years, I've been catching up on the basically almost a decade that I missed, you know. Uh, I even got, I, I missed Jeff Hardy winning the title. That's a bummer for me because I grew up on Jeff. That's, oh, why are wow. they jobbing out Jeff, by the way? But anyways, <laughs> forget that. <laughs> um, yeah, so when I came back, the first thing I thought was like, wow, man, some of this has really evolved. Like some of the moves, some of the matches, I'm like, holy crap. Like, like I thought I was pretty fast paced and intense. Some of these guys are like next level, but you're right. It's like, it doesn't, there is no, I don't see anyone close to a Stone Cold or a Rock or a Hogan or Randy Savage. Um, what I think is missing, God, let me just make this example. Okay. I thought, I thought this was a beautiful spot and it was wasted. Uh, I'm talking about, did you see the spot a few weeks ago where, uh, what's his name, Ricochet? And, and John, John Morrison, Morrison, where he springboards yeah. yes. into John Morrison. John Morrison goes flying back. Yeah. Why the hell was that on Raw? Like, if that's on Raw, what are we building up to? Mm -hmm. Like, back in the day, they used to build things. Back before Rhett fans knew all that, this and that and read it all online. Like, you would build. And then when a, 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 a pay-per-view actually came about, like, Holy shit, man. There were things to remember and talk mm -hmm. about. You're right. Nowadays, it's like they're killing themselves every single week. It's so fast paced. Like, don't get me wrong. When I became a wrestler, a lot of the old school guys then were like, oh, the new wrestling sucks. You know, ECW ruined everything and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, man, it's the evolution. But honestly, like, there's gotta be, it, it you just, you have to have the well-rounded product. You've got to be able to talk. You've got to be uh, expressive. You've got to know how to connect with the fans. And you have to put on a match. And and when I say put on a match, I'm talking like maybe not Bret Hart style nowadays, but an essence of it where it really is a slow build. And stop worrying so much at every single second. Are people going to be bored? Or is there going to be a boring chant? Or, or whatever it is. It's any good story. If you start off with the climax right at the beginning of a story, why are you gonna finish the story? There's gotta be some kind of build. And all I'm seeing in like 90% of the matches, it's almost like they memorize the whole thing. It's like spot, 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 spot. It's like a, like a um, stunt show rather than a storytelling of a fight. And I don't, uh, you know, I think that there's some good ones. Like, I know, you know, Edge is fantastic. Randy Orton. Oh, God, dude. Talk about someone who's uh, become amazing. Randy Orton. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's a guy, because I stopped watching, I almost missed out on. But he's a great storyteller. Um, but they're just, I don't know. I, I think, for one, storytelling. And two, you just got to find that gimmick. You got to find what. And it's harder now. Yeah. Like, uh, like with all the the smart marks online, you know, they boo you if you're a face, cheer you if you're a heel. But mm -hmm. in my mind, I, I know there's a way. There's a way you can find to surpass all that. Like Stone Cold, he figured it out at the time. He was the perfect guy. Like 10 years before that, I don't know if Stone Cold would have worked or, or mm -hmm. 10 years. I don't know. But he was the perfect 
gimmick for that time. There's got to be the same thing now. At least, I mean, I know you don't think, at least you said you don't think it, it'll ever be back to that. I don't think it will be, but I don't think the possibility, I, I think it is entirely possible it could come back like that. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's a possibility that it can come back. I think um, today's, you know, uh, wrestlers, like you said, uh, um, what, what, what are they building towards if you get a ricochet jumping off the top rope and, you know, landing basically front row on John Morrison? Um, the spot was cool, though. But it's like it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, though. But everything is so rushed. Every four weeks is a pay-per-view. Um, you know, right after a pay-per-view, um, I think it was, what was the last pay-per-view? I think it was WrestleMania. I don't, I don't remember, but it was the pay-per-view before Money in the Bank. And the next night, we're talking about Money in the Bank. Like, you, we, you need some breathing room to build the characters for the shows, I mean, for the superstars, rather than trying to build towards your next pay-per-view. And, you know, yeah, wrestling has changed, of course, and everybody wants to see everybody do 450s and Canadian Destroyers and stuff like that, which is amazing. But, I mean, it's not so amazing if they're not sold well or there's no story told behind it. And, you know, if I'm doing a Canadian Destroyer on you, and you get up like two minutes later and super kick me, then what's the point? Like, like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> I really don't understand it though. But uh, yeah, man, today's today's wrestling has evolved. Um, um, Roman Reigns, like uh, we were saying, um, he's he's like the only guy who's come close to uh, a storytelling. He's did a total 360 and evolved since he, you know, the whole pandemic stuff or whatever, and he returned. But you know, he's great at that. So. Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, some people may, you know, look at me crazy when I say this, though. But uh, it's this guy, NXT, L.A. Knight, who um, I got a whole lot of hopes for. And he's just the way he come off is just is similar to um, The Rock in a way. I don't know if anybody can catch it, but I just do. Maybe I'm a big rock fan. I don't know. But uh, L.A. Knight is, you know, someone who could who could be a, a really big star. But, um, why do you think why do you think people are gonna hate on that? Has he not like even had a push yet so people can see how good he is? Yeah, I don't think people, you know, really you know seen him a lot, you know, really know who he is, and then probably because he's just in NXT. So, you know, you know, a lot of you know, like you said, wrestling marks, you know, wrestling marks are kind of like run the business a lot, but uh yes, yeah. man, they they changed the whole thing. Yeah. Whole, whole 360, man. Whole 360. Uh, you talked about you were you talked about you were in wrestling and you left out of wrestling. What kind of made the transition for you? Uh, so so I had moved to become just like a teacher. I didn't. So back in the day, I, did, I just started owning my own school about five years ago. Uh, but at the time I became a teacher and it was real cool, man. Like I could have my students. My students would come to my shows. They'd go crazy. Uh <laughs> But, you know, to, to be honest, man, I, like, I've had, like, a lot of concussions. And, like, I, you know, it's hard for me because I was so young to remember how I was before. But it's a, it's a, it's a known thing amongst my friends and family that, like, my memory is just, it's gone. <laughs> it's so crazy that pe- some people tell me, supposedly tell me a story. And then the, a couple weeks later, I'll, I just, I'll could re-listen to the story. Like, it's the first time I heard it. Um, so once I started seeing like some some things with my concussions, it was 
time to slowly part ways. And I'm not saying I'm done forever. Like I'm even talking about doing a show up here. Uh, as long as it's with the right person, you know, I'm, I just love the art of it, but I also don't want to just back in the day, you know, when you're young and you've been watching wrestling, you've been dreamed about dreaming about your whole life. You're like, I'll do anything. I want to go in there. I'll do whatever I can. You know, mm -hmm. and you real, realize older, well, shit, you know, maybe I shouldn't have taken that power bomb on concrete in front of five people, you know? <laughs> so, uh, 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 I just got out of it just from the injuries and, uh, the, another thing, man, with the backstage politics, I always thought like my whole life that when I would get backstage, uh, that those would be my people, you know, yeah. and I'm sure in different territories or whatever they call it now, there's a, a different camaraderie or, or whatever. But when I was wrestling, it really felt backstage that, you know, everyone was for themselves Everyone wanted themselves to go over rather than like, you know, uh, be a team and try to help each other out. It was really each person was about themselves, at least the people who were on top. And you know how that goes. You know, once those people are on top, like at WCW at the end of the uh, WCW days, you know, it just trickles down throughout the whole locker room. So I was just kind of tired of it, man. And I'm finally it took me like eight years really to start watching with my kids and realize like, nah, you know, I still love this and I'd like to get in the ring again and have some fun with it. It'd be different this time, you know, but it, it's still, I would be better now knowing what I know now than I was back then, back when I could do backflips, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's a really, really interesting story, man. Um, of course, you know, I've never been a wrestler and never been, you know, backstage with none of the guys, but I hear a lot of the stories about, you know, there's no friends in wrestling. And of course, you know, when you're a part of a roster, I guess, you know, with 20 other guys, 30 other guys, you, you, you would, you would think it would be a team, right? You know, like, you know, we, we, we're all a part of this. We're going to, you know, help this brand grow and, and such and such, such to that, you know, but Hey, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in wrestling. Um, how, how do you feel about them? Well, at least WWE, I have to say. How do you feel about them not doing, you know, headshots with chairs? Because I think that's the main thing that they uh, stopped doing for concussion. I was blown away by that. I just found that out. Like, uh, you know, I just finally said to my friend, I said to David Mercury, I was like, what? No one takes chair shots anymore, at least to that. He's like, yeah, it's been banned. Was that because of a specific one that happened? Um, I don't, I don't know what was it, what, what really was it though, because I like when they do it, you know, in other promotions though, because I thought that was, that was, that was something, you know, you look forward to, but obviously, you know, it's, you know, real dangerous for, you know, the wrestlers or whatever, but I don't know what, what moment was it that they decided, yo, you know what, we're going to stop the, um, headshots though, but I don't Man, know. It's to me, it's it's risk or reward. Like, there's so many different things that happen, WWF, that when I was wrestling, I would much rather take a chair to the head. Like, don't get me wrong, dude. Some of the, those chair shots will ring your bell. But like I said, there's dummies out there who every night for $10 will take a chair shot to the head. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Like, this is a huge show for me. Okay, I'll do a chair shot if it means something if it's special you know you don't just yeah. give a chair shot out like you give like you know a slam it's it should be major i really feel that way and we live in this society now where like instant instant gratification and mm -hmm. i don't know you know i don't want to say i could do vince's job better than he could he's the master but sometimes i wonder like man like don't don't you see that like 
everything is rushed. What you said about the pay-per-views, this is crazy. Back in the day, to watch a pay-per-view, I would watch it on that scramble vision. Yes. I would just listen to it. When, <laughs> yes. when Owen Hart died, I didn't know what was going on because I was watching it through scramble wow. vision. Three, four hours, I would just sit there and just listen, basically. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. But that's back when it was like Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and maybe another one here and there. Now... It's like they have as many pay-per-views as they have Raws. It's like my kids, <laughs> my kids who are new wrestling fans, even after like the last pay-per-view, I can't even remember which one. They were like, man, I don't feel like watching this one. Could you imagine back in the day, you could have watched a pay-per-view just because your parents bought it. And you'd be like, nah, I don't feel like watching this one. Man, no, man, I, I couldn't at all. Back in the days, man, I totally remember that. The Scramble TV, I remember, uh, it was Judgment Day, Judgment Day 2000. I will never forget it. And it was the Iron Man match between Triple H and The Rock. And it was, you know, I, I don't even think they scored a pinfall, I think, until the, I don't know, but it was an Iron Man match close to the end. And I didn't understand who the music was or anything, but people went wild and it was The Undertaker. Man, I, I remember watching every pay-per-view <laughs> like yes. on the Scramble TV, man. Definitely, I definitely remember that. You couldn't but, miss it because there wasn't another one in three weeks. This was the one to watch. Exactly, exactly, man, exactly. And, and that's all about, um, uh, yes, uh, storytelling, you know, being, you know, so rushed. And back to story, storytelling with the chair shots, um, you know, when you did see the chair shots, it was like you said, it meant something. It told a story. You feel me? It was like when the story was getting to another level, then boom, a chair shot to the head. It was not every, you don't see it like you see it now. And now when you see it, you know, the wrestlers are more expecting it, you know, especially the chair shot towards the back and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, the ones um, bouncing off the back don't have the same feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but you guys know we're gonna move on here on Talk Pro Wrestling. You 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 mentioned Benny Mac, Vince McMahon. How you feel about the WWE nowadays and the, the direction they're going towards now that uh, Friday night we're, they're, they're having fans back in the arenas and also for Money in the Bank. Yeah, it, they gotta get fans back. That's that's another thing. Is like when I started watching wrestling was not too long before the pandemic. So like. Dude, those first shows where there was nobody there and it was just yeah. silent. Oh, so painful, so painful to watch. What do I think about his... Uh, I don't... I'm just... I, I'm not a fan of the... Pro I feel like he's probably making, you know, a ton of money. but Or at least he, was, he will be once he's selling out arenas again. But man, I just... It, it, you know... I would like the product just to be better. Like, you know, I feel like we're watching the same. There's no reason to not miss. It's like the the stories aren't cool enough. It's it's not must see at all. Uh, the, there are a few things going for it. Look, I gotta say, the way they've used Roman, like. I was not a Roman fan. Like I was catching up on all the Roman stuff and I was like, this is the guy they've been pushing. Like people boo him. Like no, he's like, he's got this cheesy, whatever. It was all cheesy. <laughs> and suddenly they figured it out for him. Cause he's got the look. So what they're doing with Roman and they keep putting him over. Like I I'm sure they're building to some big WrestleMania moment. That's been fantastic. The way they've used Randy, 
and the way Randy is like changed up, changed it up during the pandemic has been like off the charts. Good. But like, is there, is there any face that like, I get excited to win or like kind of like a little bit, but not like before, especially not at the beginning where it was like, you know, a Hogan or, or a warrior something like that a win for them on a pay-per-view it's like we still talk about those wins to this day but um wins that have happened over the last year i don't know maybe the one with the girls at wrestlemania that was that that one felt good um yeah bianca belair yeah that was the only match i saw like within a year where i was like that's the feeling like good that's the feeling we need as wrestling fans i was happy for her yeah Totally happy for both of them. They won the SB Ward Best WWE Moment um, this year at WrestleMania. So kudos to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Now we're respecting fans back when we passed the Thunder, Thunderdome. Let me get it right. The Thunderdome era. How did you feel about it? You, yeah. How did you How did you perceive it once you saw it? Oh, man. I thought it was the best they could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was... It was the best they can do because um, I always talk about the, the last show they had fans were actually here in D.C. And then the next week there was like, um, it's 316 week and Stone Cold is going to be on Monday Night Raw. Then everything shut down. And then that first Raw was Stone Cold. Oh, it was awful. 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 Oh, but so yeah, like, painful to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, respect to those guys for going out there and just do something that no one's done before, though. Yeah, but man, was it awkward. Yeah, I went to the show right before that other one. I took my kids to um, what was it? Uh, the the elimination chamber. I think it was right before that. Okay. And uh, that was like, I'm like, gosh, guys, we gotta kind of see under one of Undertaker's last uh, last uh performances in front of an audience. Mm. Yeah, that, that was yeah, that yeah. Was but cool. um, yeah, yeah. All, you know what though? I. I to be 100 honest i don't want this podcast this interview to come across like i'm bashing it and i don't like it like wrestling's an art you know and and it has its highs and its lows and uh for a guy like vince to be in this game i mean he, he's the king like he is the king mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know like i think things could be better but i respect the man for just keeping that ball rolling because keeping you know keeping any business afloat for this long is crazy but the wwe like he's just held it down like a boss you know yeah uh and i do miss it i miss it like crazy yeah i miss it man i miss it i just i was watching raw this past monday and um one one too much to, to to talk about uh the only thing i that was that was trending or so that um i was hoping mvp did not beat up uh bobby lashley did not beat up mvp uh, Bobby Lashley, of course, got sick and tired of uh, partying with the ladies and having fun. He's going to be back to business after losing to Xavier Woods on Monday Night Raw. But uh, other than that, man, I- I'm excited. Like I said, I was watching Raw and they showed the commercial where they were welcoming back all the fans. And one of the cities were Washington, D.C. on the uh, Super Show you know, tour and all that. So why are the tickets so expensive up here? Tickets are so much cheaper everywhere else. How, how much are they? How much are they? Because I, I was waiting until the you know Friday to actually see what the price like, are for them. Cheapest ones that I saw, at least where I live, uh, 
uh, were like 130 a piece. And then I went like to any other show and it was like the cheapest ones were 50. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. Yo, just a, a little fun fact. Uh, David Mercury and I, we won the NWA Florida tag titles by beating uh, a guy named Scoot Andrews and uh, Antonio Banks. And you know who Antonio Banks is? Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah, the name sounds real familiar. I believe I do. That's the name MVP used to use. We beat MVP right before he became MVP. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I see you worked with a lot of WWE guys before before on the uh, indie scene, before they oh. came in the WWE? Yeah, bro. It, some of them it was great to meet. Some of them not so much, but like <laughs> a few of them that really, man, Randy Savage, he was Randy Savage was exactly what you would expect Randy Savage to be if you met him in person, you know? Uh, I was with him. It was so crazy. We were doing this battle royal. They had hired Randy, a, a mortgage company. This is crazy, dude. The, a mortgage company hired Randy to pick out a bunch of wrestlers and do a battle royal where this monster would come out called the Mortgage Monster. And Randy has to, the mortgage monster eliminates everybody. And then Randy beats up the mortgage monster. And so I was in there for like 10 seconds. I made like 160 bucks, the fastest 160 bucks I ever made. <laughs> and, but before the match, dude, it was the day after Elizabeth passed and he was looking at me and he's like, man, Sam, can you believe it about Elizabeth? all I could think about it was like, I can't believe I'm talking to you the day after <laughs> Elizabeth died. Like, this is so surreal, but uh, he was cool. Uh, big show smacked me in the face once that kind of changed my life. <laughs> I learned. Yeah. Yeah. After he did that, I learned I shouldn't take shit from anybody. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I got a list. Dude. I brought my list of all the guys I got to work with. It's a pretty long list, man. Uh, one of my concussions came from, do you know uh, Roderick Strong? Yes. Bro, it was just for a uh, like a, a, a practice match. We were just practicing. And holy crap, it was a spot where I was hitting him with the 10 punches in the corner. He pulled me off and powerbombed me. But God, man, that guy loves that strong style. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Strong is, is something else, man. I met Big Show one time. He tried to drive my chair for me, though, at one point, though. But uh, Big Show is real cool. He's a real cool guy. <laughs> uh, man, that's, 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 that's real cool to know, man. Uh, but we're going to move on. You guys here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, you also, you said you're a teacher now. You're, you're a teacher? Well, now I'm kind of like a principal. Like, okay, I own the cool. school and I own the summer camp. Yeah, it, it's real cool. Okay. It, it's like a dream come true. Okay, what you what you do? Uh, so it's a preschool, but uh, during the summer, like right now, the the, the uh, summer camp goes all the way up to fourteen. So I get these kids that start off in preschool. I get to watch them grow each year. They come back for summer camp, and like we do a podcast here too. I don't know if anyone wants to hear it, but it's the Camp Tuscaloosa podcast, and we have fun on there. Just trying to you know get the kids out there, like learning public speaking and how to talk on the mic. Uh, I know I would have really loved that when I was a kid, you know, so okay. I've been doing that with the kids and uh, yeah, dude, we put on shows. I do. I find ways to throw in some wrestling stunts. You know what I love to do, man, is that uh, everyone loves me here. But when it comes time for show, it, when it's showtime and my counselors are all competing, 
I, I turn on the heel mode. I go pure 1980s heel and I get the kids booing me like crazy, you know, and I put over the baby face. It, it, dude, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. That's cool, man. That's cool. It seems like you got a real cool, man, sense of humor, man. I can, I can tell. Um, you said <laughs> one day, you, you said one day you want to get back into the ring. You ain't done. What's one thing you would love to accomplish, you know, before you, you know, wrap it on up and say that's just it. really, honestly, just a uh, one, a, a final way to bow out. What I, would, what might be happening is, is a, a local promoter here is thinking about booking me and David Mercury, my old tag partner. So if I could have like a, a good swan song, you know, just a, my last match, my last match was uh, not to not to bash any of my opponents, but it was against this really hairy dude. I mean, like he was sweaty and hairy. Like uh, think of uh, the A train, that dude yeah. A train times That's 10. That's all I can think know? of. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so he was like that times 10. George the Animal Steel, think that. Okay. And the match wasn't good. The crowd was dead. And I was like, really? Like, this is my final match. <laughs> and so I've been waiting. It's been like seven or eight years since that one, but I still, I got a good one left in me. So hopefully if I could work David Mercury in front of a good audience, my kids, oh, that's the big one. If my kids can see me walk, wrestle, that would, that'd be special. Yeah, that'd be really, 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 really special. Hey, yo, Sam, man, I appreciate you joining me this week here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Hey, yo, before you go, any questions, any shout-outs, anything you would like to say? Yeah, I just want to say, first of all, uh, thank you for listening to this. Make sure you rate this dude's podcast. He's killing it. Uh, check out my show, The Nostalgia Cafe. We got something for everyone in there. And, um, yeah, man, I just want to say thanks. This was a lot of fun. No problem, man. Anytime. Anytime, man. You're welcome back in on it anytime. Um, like I said, it's every time I do these podcasts, man, whether it's, you know, the main podcast or the wrestling podcast, I always, you know, love to connect and vibe with uh, people, man, like-minded people. And, you know, once everything get cleared up and, you know, um, you know, as far as the pandemic and traveling goes, you know, all that, you know, you, you, you're another guy that's on the list, man, that I would love to, you know, meet, you know, one day. So, I appreciate you, man, and uh, keep doing your thing at the school, man, and with the kids, man, and uh, hopefully, man, we can uh, get back to some wrestling, you know, events, man, soon, so I appreciate you, Sam. Yeah, likewise, brother. Very Thank much you. so. All right. Everyone has something to say, a story to tell. We make it easy to share yours. So let's talk. Regardless of your podcast setup, hit record. And from there, whether your podcast reaches 10 people or 10 million, we can help you get heard wherever listeners are. And who knows, maybe even quit your day job. But no matter who hears you, it's about connecting and sharing something from your perspective. It's about having a voice and using it without anything standing in your way. Say it all with Anchor. Yo, Sam, man, I appreciate you joining me this week here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Man, it was an awesome time chatting with you, man. You just had nothing but energy, man, just coming across, man. I love it, man. I love guys, man, I can talk to, just have, you know, nothing but stories, man. The story with you in the Battle Royal with Macho Man, Randy Savage, man, that's that's what really awesome. And also, man, yo, everybody out there, man, you remember watching wrestling, man, on the Scramble TV, you just tried to make it out a little bit. <laughs> I was just talking about that a couple of weeks ago with one of my guests, man. And yes, I remember that, man. It was what, Channel 98? Well, I'm from DC, it was like 98 or whatever, 99, man, you put it on that joke, man. 
And the only time it would come clear is when the pyros went off. So maybe like the intro or like Kane to come out, it'll come clear for a hot second. But it'll just be scrambled. So I'll just be sitting there listening. But man, he just said he was listening dog, the day that Owen Hart passed. Like that is mind boggling, man. Like that's wild. Like I know that's wild. And like you just like, what happened? Like you could so confused, man. Like, oh my goodness. Like, but man, for me, I, man, with so many times, I just remember like The Rock, Triple H, Iron Man match is coming down to the wire, man. And and of course, DX out there, they doing their thing, all interference and all that stuff, man. And you know, some music hit. And then of course, it, I don't think it was Lit Biscuit off, off the top, but it may have been. But man, 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 that was my favorite version of The Undertaker, man. I wish I was able to, uh, to experience that live, you know, um, the American Badass. But, of course, I got to see Taker, you know, of course, before he, you know, wrapped up his career. But, uh, man, awesome time chatting with you, man. The Nostalgia Cafe. You guys go check out the Nostalgia Cafe podcast, wherever you get your podcast is at, man. Um, Sam, man, keep doing your thing with the kids and uh, being a teacher, man, and everything, man. So, Shout out to you, my guy. You know you're welcome back here anytime, whenever you want to come back on and talk some pro wrestling, man. It's my train, train wheels, man. It was fun, man. It was really fun. It's Friday, you guys. Yes, man. I'm on my way on to a road trip on Richmond, Virginia, you guys. So I'll let you know how this went next Friday. Or if you, you know, watch the main podcast on Wednesdays, I definitely will um, keep you up with that, you guys. But also, you guys, man, before I go, man, yo, like I said, it is Friday, you guys. And tonight, we it's the return of the fans, man, in Houston, Texas. It's going down. I know they're going to be sold out. Every time SmackDown or WWE went to Houston, they did the damn thing. And I know they're going to do the damn thing tonight on SmackDown, you guys. Just like you guys, man, when I heard about this match, I didn't even see Talk of Smack. But when I heard about the match, you guys, man, I was like, yo, do you understand the magnitude? Do you understand the magnitude of this match? Now, you guys, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, let me catch my breath. I'm talking about, you guys, Edge. Yes, Edge's return. He made a shocking return, uh, wasn't it, last year? No, not last year, the year before last, I believe. And blew everybody's mind away. I heard a little bit maybe Edge was returning, but it shocked me when he hit that spear, that SummerSlam prior to when he returned. So I was like, eh. every time Edge did anything return, he never did anything physical. So I was like, okay, this may be a sign to come. Okay, then we got Ray Mysterio, you guys, which he's also on his way out. You can see Ray don't really get around the ring as he want to or used to. And also his son, Dominic. Come on, you guys, man. If we've been keeping up with wrestling, let's take it back to 2002, where Ray Mysterio was killing it. He was one of the guys who Paul Heyman kind of like handpicked to be the guys, the front center stars of SmackDown in 2002-ish, you know? It was Edge, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, all those guys, man. Of course, you had The Undertaker there, you know, but, man, but also, we not going to forget the main, that, that storyline between Ray and Eddie and Dominic in the middle, you know, but now to see him all grown up and now to be in the ring, this is going to be his first time um, in front of a live crowd wrestling with his dad and their SmackDown Tag Team Champions to say the least, just... Like, come on. Then they're going up against Dosos, who is by far the dopest and greatest tag team in this generation. Shout out to the New Day. But I mess with the Uso, man. 
For real. Uh, yo, before I finish, though, no, 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 I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. But I, 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 you know what? Before I finish, because I don't want to, um, uh, I don't want to forget. You guys, man, for all you fans out there, man, you like, come on, man. Fans are so wild nowadays, bro. Like, for real. Like, that's why I'm really not on Twitter like that. Like, I be on there, but I don't really, like, be on there like that. But come on, man. Shout out to Naomi, man. Shout out to Trinity Fatu. Like, y'all fans really bullied her and talked about, man, yo, it was, it's her fault that my man Jimmy got the DUI, man. Like, really, though? Like, come on. Like, honestly. Oh, man. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out to Naomi, man. Shout out to Trinity Fatu. But like I said, man, Usos one of the dopest tag teams of this generation, man. And they approaching, what, seven-time tag team champs? Can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. And the Usos um, are Rikishi's sons. We all remember Rikishi when he backed that ass up in the corner. <laughs> oh, we remember Rikishi with, I did it for The Rock. I did it, you know, like, come on. Like, I didn't even know they was cousin at that point. But the simple matter of fact is, though, and I mentioned The Rock, we got Roman Reigns, and with all the, you know, the story between them two, maybe, not, maybe having a match at WrestleMania next year, they're cousins. They're all cousins. So, man, like, come on, bro. This, this magnitude of this six-man tag team match tonight is everything. So, hope it be dope, man. And also, we got Bianca Belair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship, yes, against Carmella. My guy, uh, Kawam. Asked me, uh, he was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He was like, Man, you know, man, who, who you think uh, is gonna replace Bailey? Oh, man, you know, that, that was a sad situation. And the crazy thing is, man, um, hey, you know, I'm not gonna try to do too much speculation though, but they didn't really say what was her injury was. I don't know, maybe you know, they wanted to keep that a secret though, but she's gonna be out for nine months, man. You know, sad, really sad. She's gonna miss SummerSlam, and she was, you know, like. You know, I, I mean, I was tired of the Bianca and, and Bailey thing, but I mean, like, I, I really didn't want to see this happen to Bailey, man. She worked her ass off, especially in the last year and a half. Man, or the last two or three, you know, like, come on, but come on. But we got Carmella um, is going to take Bailey's spot to take on Bianca Belair. He was like, man, who do you think going to, you know, replace Bailey? I said, Carmella, easily. Who else? Who else they got? Just like my man, just like my man Sam said, man, they're using this the same thing. I seen uh, something on, on social media, the percentage of rematches on TV with AEW being the least, well, is being the show that has the least amount of rematches on TV and Raw SmackDown being the number one and two, you know, with AEW, I mean, with Impact Wrestling and, you know, other promotions in it, in that poll or um, post as well. It's, it's just too much. Too many rematches, man. Too many rematches. And, of course, they release so many superstars. What, what can they do? What can they do? But uh, SmackDown is going to be lit. We're also going see to see who is going to take that final spot in the Money in the Bank women's contract match. Speaking of the Money in the Bank, is this Sunday, you guys. I'm excited, man. Uh, for my Money in the Bank predictions, I'm going to say for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, Poor Naomi. I, 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 I want Naomi to win something. Like, they keep doing Naomi like she ain't nothing. Like, put some respect on her name, though. Like, I want Naomi to win it, but, uh, yeah, you know, like, possibilities of it, we don't know. But uh, Zelina seems like a favorite. But um, I don't know who's that final pick. But uh, whoever's that final pick, 
maybe them or Zelina, but I definitely will go with Naomi. My man's money in the bank, you guys. I, I want Kevin Owens to win this. Kevin Owens deserves this. A lot of guys may feel like they deserve this or whatever. A lot of fans may feel like a lot of other guys may deserve this, but I feel like Kevin Owens has bust his ass for the last how long, man? And he just haven't been KO since he came into WWE and took out John Cena. You know, he just haven't been the same guy. I mean, he went up against Roman Reigns for a little while at Royal Rumble. Like, that was cool and all, but he just haven't been the same. You know, him and Sammy, great matches. They're best friends. They're going to kill it. But, like, we don't really need to see them keep going one-on-one. -on -one. If anything, like, I was going to say, if anything, make them tag team champs or, you know, but no. Like, MKO, you know, do something. And I, I would love to see that. But uh, if not KO, I feel like they're going to pull the trigger on Big E, man. You know, it's going to be Big E. And Big E, you know, is going to um, lay down his promise, you know, because he's going to come out the Roman Reigns. He won that Universal Championship. So we're going to see how that one go. But, uh, yeah, I, I say um, Kevin Owens. My pick is KO. 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 Um, also, we got on Money in the Bank, you guys, we have Kofi Kingston challenging Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Yo, my man Bobby going all the way. Yo, this is just something, you know, I guess put Kofi back in the mix. Like, they ain't really got too many superstars that they can work with. So it's like, okay, Kofi over there, he's the former WWE Champion. You know, we, we done with Drew McIntyre. Like, we can move him to the side. He's working with Jinder Mahal, which that's going to turn into a cool rivalry, which a lot of people don't really care from gender. But, you know, fans is fans and fans, man. I love to see superstars grow. You look at the magnitude of Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, that is huge. I mean, he slayed, I'm pretty sure he made a stellar impact, but come on, that is huge. These guys were money. These guys were uh, 3MB, 3MB. Look at their picture from, what, six, seven, eight years ago or whatever? Look at their picture. I think it was probably 10 years ago. Probably. Ten, look at the picture. They look totally nothing, nothing alike. So they evolving and stuff like that is great, man. But yeah, Bobby Lashley is gonna he's gonna lay down uh he's gonna lay down Kofi Kingston, man. You know, Bobby, I'm glad you back to being the real Bobby, man. I was just saying, like, man, who's on Raw? That's you know, that's like bringing that star power. That's bringing that it factor, man. Like Bobby ain't really doing it for me. You know, a lot of people say Drew ain't neither, but. You know, Bobby, you know, eh, but like he got to be more serious. He don't need the women around. He don't need to be doing all of that. He just need to be kicking ass. He's Bobby. He's a, you know, man, what? Come on, man. He's Bobby. Um, another one, Edge versus Roman Reigns. This is going to be a very interesting one because I am loving the fact that, you know, uh, this Wednesday on the bump, um, Edge was on the bump. He was the first guest, you know, there this week's episode. And he came on sort of how Seth Rollins came on the bump weeks prior, you know, with his glasses, you know, with the drip, drip that Seth Rollins, you know, do and stuff. So I love, you know, throughout all this, they are building between Seth Rollins and Edge. Like that is going to be good. You feel me? Like that is, that is good. You know, from Seth Rollins saying, no, man, you know, uh, uh um, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, you guys chose me. No, we really didn't choose you. We didn't pick nobody. No, but you chose me. He didn't do it. Like, all of it is great. You know, everything from Edge and the segment with Seth last Friday, you know, was, hey, I love where they're going, man. So, 
Money in the Bank is going to be really cool, man, in front of fans, you guys, in front of a live crowd, man. So I'm looking forward to everything going down at Money in the Bank, you guys. Yes, man. NXT, man, yo, the big question surrounding NXT this week is, what the hell was up with Mandy Rose? She back in NXT now? So she just forget Dana Brooke. She, she, bye. Like, when she first popped up on the stage, you don't go here. You don't go here. Like, you don't go here. <laughs> but, like, man, like, I, I, I don't understand it, man. I really don't. I love NXT. But I remember when guys and girls didn't go back down to NXT, they moved up. But, of course, we always see the repeated cycle when everybody goes up, they just get forgotten about. Like, I think one of the worst people who are just sort of forgotten about and it's just like, uh, is Shayna Baszler. She was a badass. Really a badass, though. You telling me Rhea Ripley is a more badass than Shayna Baszler? Even though Shayna, Rhea Ripley was on the bump this past Wednesday and she was talking about that's one person she would love to get in the ring and square up with. Me too. But come on. Y'all booking Shayna Baszler like she's scared of dolls and, 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 and all this other bull crap. And when I, like, come on, though. Like, ah, come on, man. Other than NXT, man, I'm really, I really dig the main event. Samoa Joe was the referee of the NXT championship matchup, which was a cool matchup to say the least. Really not. Maybe it's going to take some time, but, you know, I'm really, I, I got, I, I like Scarlett, though. <laughs> but Kerry Cross got to still grow on me a, a little bit more, though. Um, I don't know. You, you know, he, you know, I think Johnny Gargano kind of like said it, you know, best over the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, you, you're you kind of you're meathead. Like you don't ooze any type of charisma. You're not making me give in, give a give a give a crap. You know, just like um, I was saying with Sam, you know, a little bit earlier, you know, like, you know, when he was a wrestler, you know, looking at Rock and looking at Stone Cold, like, wow, man, what was it about those guys, man? Just, you know, man, yeah, I can do a fucking 360 flip and maybe fuck up and, you know, excuse my language <laughs> or whatever, but just maybe mess up and land on my head and everybody, ooh, man, but, you know, they forget about me, but as soon as a guy come out there and just had that energy and that magnetic, you know, feeling with the crowd and the fans, and it's, 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 I, I, don't, I can't find another word for it, but it's, it's organic, it's just, and everybody was just like, yo, man, he's dope, but man, man, oh man, um, what else we got, man, yeah, because NXT, man, just, I, I would love to see guys come up, like, I would love to see Adam Cole on Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, guys like maybe Johnny Gargano. I understand that uh, um, a lot of people in the wrestling business, uh, to say the least, um, is one guy. Can't think of his name right now. Jim, Jim Cornette. <laughs> Jim Cornette is one guy who really don't see too much in Johnny Gargano or whatever. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But I would love to see some guys go up instead of going back. You know, on SmackDown, we've seen Chauncey. Blackheart was down there and they calling her just Chauncey and we seen Tegan Knox now and they just calling her Knox on SmackDown pick up the victory over the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So like, 
Well, see, I think that's, that's, there you go, right there. They come up to the main roster and then they get their name took in. They get stripped of shit that they was, you know, NXT. It's, I don't even know what else to go with it. I really don't, you guys. Also, you guys, man, coming up this Saturday, we got Slammiversary going down. Yes, you guys, Impact Wrestling. Man, we got Kenny Omega defending the Impact Championship against Samuel Callahan, you guys, man. And a bunch of other matches. I really don't have the matches down in front of me, you guys. I know that's the main matchup that's going down. Obviously, Deanna Praza will be defending her championship. It's going to be a huge uh, X Division matchup that's going down. The return of the X, the Ultimate X match which I'm really looking forward to that um, also, you guys. It's a lot of things going on, of course. Impact also said, you know, what happened last year with the whole release, the Black Wednesday, and, you know, they picked up some guys, even though AEW was doing the same thing also. But, hey, man, we, we, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. This, this coming weekend, man, it's going to be a lot, man. I think from here on out, we got Friday, today, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Nothing but straight wrestling, you guys, all the way up until next Friday, you guys. I'm about to head on out of here. I hope you guys enjoy every last bit of it um, on this short little vacation over the weekend. I hope I enjoy nothing but it, man, and, and the vacation also. Um, but I can't wait to come back to you guys next Friday to tell you all about it and tell you, man, um, to get you up, man, on some pro wrestling, man, and everything. With the fans are back, man, so I'm seeing uh, pictures on uh, social media with MLW and Ring of Honor. They got their fans back, too, so I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I was catching up on some Ring of Honor, too, the other night, the other night, watching um, watching um, Jonathan Grisham. Uh, in a defending his pure championship, you know, I really love them rules right there. You know, you use all your rope breaks, man. That's just like 2K, bro. <laughs> you use all your uh, your reversals or your finish. Yeah, your reversals, you ain't got no more, bro. You can't reverse at all. At all, man. At all. But, um, yo, man, I'm about to head on out of here, man. For real. I'm about to head on out of here at this time, you guys. I hope you guys stay safe and blessed. But you guys, man, before I go, you know what time it is, man. Don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Dre on Wheels. Follow me on Instagram, at the 1130 Podcast. Like the 1130 Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe. Yes, make sure you go subscribe to the 1130 Podcast on YouTube. You did? Yes, man. I'm up to like, what, 1,100 subscribers, man. About to close down to close in on 10,000 views. Yo, we pushing at it, man. So go subscribe, man. And make sure you tell somebody, man, about the 1130 Podcast. And also, you guys, man, the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Yes, this podcast, you guys. <laughs> Each and every Friday, man, here. Like we are, man. So it's here on Friday. Man, make sure you tell somebody about Talk Pro Wrestling, man. And subscribe. Uh, on follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts is at, man. I appreciate it. And leave a five-star rating and a review, man. And also, if you would like to be a guest here on the podcast, email me. That's the1130podcast at gmail.com. Or just DM me on social media, man, so we can work, man. Just like my man Sam, he reached out to me, man. He was like, yo, man, Eddie Torres was on, man. That's my guy right there. Yo, man, I want to be on your podcast, man. I dig it. I love it, man. And yo, 
We made it happen today, man. So, yo, if you dig the podcast and you want to check some pro wrestling or if you're an independent pro wrestler, ring announcer, whatever, all wrestling, man, here each and every Friday on Talk Pro Wrestling, get at me. We're going to work, man. And, yo, the 1130 Podcast main show, you guys, each and every Wednesday on EB Radio, streaming on EB Radio and YouTube at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss it, man. We're closing in to the 100 episode of the 1130 Podcast, man. So tune in, man, and download the free EB Radio app now, for real. Yo, hope everybody enjoyed the rest of their day and their weekend, man. And I'm out of here, I'm out of here for the third time. I'm, I'm for real this time. <laughs> Yo, stay blessed, man. Give all the glory to God, you guys. And uh, stay cool, because it's hot out there, man, for real. Yo, it's your man, Drake, a.k.a. Drake on wheels. Nah, I'm from the city, yeah. DC. That's where I'm from. 11:30 podcast. Dre and is the new one. Let's get it, yeah. Who with me? Let's get it, yeah. No with me, yeah. I'm from the city, DC. That's where I'm from. Let's get it. 11:30 podcast. Dre and is the one. He the one, nigga. So breeze, baby. He the one. With me. So breeze, baby. Let's get it. I'ma keep making hits, Dre and Wills, you know it ain't no copying Was you sitting there on the carpet with us? Yeah, we knew we had some options We blessed, we don't got no problems Speak something that I gotta be honest Told him he was going